Hallelujah, hallelujah, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory, almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we praise your holy Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, Lord, we praise your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah. Oh, Lord. 
Amen. Amen. Lord, we praise you, almighty God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All right, today we are going to get into this word, but we are going to first go into the scriptures, okay? <clears throat> We're going to go into uh, the fourth chapter of Genesis. We're going to start in the 16th verse, and we're going to talk about Cain and his family. That's where we left off in the lost books of the Bible. And I told you we'd be going back and forth in the Bible and between the lost books of the Bible. <clears throat> okay, so, uh, 4 and 16. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built the city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. Okay, um, I had to pause for a second. Uh, I had to stop to pray for someone, okay? Um, all right, let's move on. Um, and Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begot and Mihuyel begot Methuselah, and Methuselah begot Lamelech. Then Lamelech took for himself two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the name of the second was Zillah. And Ada bore Jabal, and he was the father of who dwelled in the tents and had livestock. His brother's name was Jubal, and he was the father of all those who played the harp and the flute. And as for Zillah, she also bore Tubal uh, Cain, an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron. And the sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. Uh, then uh, Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zilla, Hear my voice, O wives of Lamech. Listen to my speech, for I have killed a man for wound uh for wounding me even a young man for hurting me if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold then Limic seventy sevenfold and Adam knew his wife again and she bought a son and named him Seth for God had appointed another seed for me instead of Abel whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enos. 
then man began to call on the name of the Lord. Okay, and this is the book of genealogy uh, 5. And they go on to name each one and how long they lived. We're not going to go into that because we're going to go back to Cain in the lost books of the Bible. I just want to check something real quick. Okay, yes. And we're going to stop there because uh, they move on into the story of the giants. And that in itself is another book about uh, Enoch. Uh, no, not Enoch. I'm sorry. Okay, as I said, that's another story I have to get into, which we will cover part of it in the Lost Books of the Bible. I'm sorry, a little bit out of order today, um, but we will get it together. All right, so let's go into the Lost Books of the Bible now, and I'm going to pick up where we left off <clears throat> from uh, C. Now, Seth uh, has passed on, and so has his son. So now we are in the 13th chapter of the second book of Adam and Eve. In those days lived Lamech, the blind, who was of the son of Cain. He had a son. Now remember, these are the ones they were told they couldn't go down and see because uh, Lemek's uh, father, Cain, had killed uh, his brother Abel, whose name was Atom, and they too had much cattle. But Lemek was in the habit of seeing them to feed with a young shepherd who tended them, and who, when coming home in the evening, uh, wept before his grandfather and before his father, Atom, and his mother, Haz Hazanah, and said to them, As for me, I cannot feed those cattle alone, lest one rob me of some of them, or kill me for the sake of them. For among the children of Cain there was much robbery, murder, and sin. Then Lamech pitied him and said him, uh, truly, he, when alone, might be overpowered by the men of this place. So Lamech arose, took a bow he had kept uh, ever since he was a youth, ere he became blind, and he took the large arrow and smooth stone and a sling which he had, and went to the field with the young shepherd, and paced himself behind the cattle, while the young shepherd watched the cattle. Thus did Lamech many days. Meanwhile, Cain, ever since God had cast him off and had cursed him with, with trembling and terror, could neither settle nor find rest in any one place, 
but wandered from place to place. In his wandering, he came to Lemek's wife and asked them about him. And they said to him, He is in the field with the cattle. Then Cain went to look for him. And as he came into the field, the young shepherd heard the noise he made. And the cattle heard to, uh, together from before him. Then said he to Lemek, O oh my Lord, is that a wild beast or a robber? And Lamech said to him, Make me understand which way he looks when he comes up. Then Lamech bent his bow, placed an arrow on it, and fitted a stone in the sling. And when Cain came out from the open country, the shepherd said to Lamech, Shoot, behold, he is coming. Then Lamech shot at Cain with the with his arrow and hit him in his side. And Lamech struck him with a stone from his sling that fell upon his face and knocked out both his eyes. Then Cain fell at once and died. Then Lamech and the young shepherd came up to him and found him lying on the ground. And the young shepherd said to him, It is Cain, our grandfather, whom thou hast killed, O my Lord. Then was Lamech sorry for it, and for the bitterness of his regret, he clasped his hand together and struck with his flat palm the head of the youth who fell as if dead. But Lamech thought it was a flint, so he took up a stone and smoked him and smashed his head until he died. When Enos was 900 years old, all the children of Seth and of Cain and his firstborn with their wives and children gathered around him asking for a blessing from him. Okay, so we've moved now from, from the cursed family to the righteous family, okay? So this is now a seep family we're speaking of. He then prayed over them and blessed them and adjured them by the blood of Abel and just saying to them, let me, uh, saying to them, let not one of your children go down from the holy mountain and let them make no fellowship with the children of Cain, the murderer. Then Enos called his sons Canaan and said to, the, said to him, See, O my son, and set thy heart on thy people and establish them in righteousness and in innocence and stand by ministering before the body of our father Adam all the days of your life. After this, Enos entered into rest, aged 985 years old. And Canaan wound him up and laid him in the cave of treasures on the left of his father Adam and made offering for him after the custom of his fathers. Okay, now we're in uh, to chapter 15 of the second book of Adam and Eve. After the death of Enos, Canaan stood at the head of his people in the righteous and innocence as his father had commanded him. 
he also continued to minister before the body of Adam inside the cave of treasures. Then when he had lived 910 years, suffering and affliction came upon him. And when he was about to enter into the rest, all the fathers with their wives and children came to him, and he blessed them and adjured them by blood of Abel, that just saying to them, Let not one among you go down from the holy mountains, and make no fellowship with the children of Cain the murderer. Uh, Mahalalel, his firstborn son, received his commandment from his father, who blessed him and died. Then Mahalalel embalmed him with sweet spices and laid him in the cave of treasures with his father. And they made offerings for him after the custom of their fathers. Chapter 16. Then Mahalalel stood over his people and fed them in the righteousness and innocence and watched them to see they held no intercourse with the children of Cain. He also continued in the cave of treasures, praying and ministering before the body of our father Adam, asking God for mercy on himself and on his people until he was uh, 870 years old when he fell sick. Then all the children gathered unto him to see him and to ask for his blessings on them. All eared he left this world. Then Mahalalel arose and sat on his bed, his tears streaming down his face, and he called his eldest son, Shayard, who came to him. He then kissed his face and said to him, O Jayard, my son, I endure thee by him who made heaven and earth to watch over thy people and to feed them in righteous and innocence and not to let not to let one of them go down from the holy mountains to the children of Cain lest he perish with them here o my son hereafter there shall come a great destruction destruction upon the earth on account of them and God will be angry with the world and will destroy them with water. But I also know that thy children will not hearken to thee and that they will go down from the mountain and hold intercourse with the children of Cain and that they shall perish with them. O oh, my son, teach them and watch over them that no guilt attached to thee on this account. Mahalalel said moreover to his son J.R., When I die and bomb my body and lay it in the cave of treasures by the bodies of my fathers, then stand thou by my body and pray to God and take care of them and fulfill thy ministry before them until thou earnest into rest thyself. Mahalalel then blessed all his children and then lay down on his bed and entered into rest like his father. But when Jair saw that his father Mahalalel was dead, he wept and sorrowed and embraced and kissed his hands and his feet. 
and so did all his children. And his children embalmed him carefully and laid him by the bodies of his father. Then they arose and mourned for him forty day, uh, forty days. Now, I want to say this very quickly. This is the second time uh, that someone has brought up. Now, the first time it was it was uh, Adam. Adam mentioned the flood before he died, and now here it is. His uh, Grand, one of his grandsons, great great grandsons, is telling, you know, his future uh, generation uh, that, you know, I want you to do the same to make sure that you watch over them and don't let them go down the, go down the mountain. But I know they're going to go down the mountain, and when they do, there's going to be a great flood. So now this is the second time it's being spoken, and it might be that it's uh, J.R.'s family members. So let's just read on and see what happens. Then J.R. kept his father's commandments and rose like a lion of his people. He fed them in righteousness and innocence and commanded them to do nothing without his counsel. For he was afraid concerning them, lest they should go to the children of Cain. Wherefore, did he give them orders repeatedly and continued to do so until the end of the 485 years of his life? I want you to also notice as each one dies out, that their time uh, frame of life is shorter and shorter. Now, his father's was 800 and something, and now his is 400 and something. Okay? Time is winding down. Um... At the end of these uh, said years, there came unto him this sign. As Jayat was standing like a lion before the bodies of his fathers, praying and, and uh, warning his people, Satan, uh, Satan invading his people, I'm sorry, Satan invaded his, him and wrought a beautiful apparition. Because Jayah would not let the children do art without his counsel, Satan then appeared to him with uh, 13 men of his host in the form of handsome men, and Satan himself being the elder and the tallest among them with a fine beard. They stood at the mouth of the cave and called out Jayat from within. He came out to them and found them looking like fine men, full of light and of great beauty. He, he wondered at their beauty and at their looks and thought within himself whether they, whether they might not be of the children of Cain. He said also in his heart, as the children of Cain cannot come up to the height of the mountain, and none of them is so handsome as these appear to be. And among these men there is not one of my kindred. They mu there must be strangers. Then Jayad and they exchanged greetings, and he said to the older among them, Oh, my father, explain to me the wonders that is in thee. And I tell me who these are with thee, for they look to me like strange men. Then the elder began to weep 
and the rest weeped and him. And he said to Jayad, I am Adam, whom God made first. And this is Abel, my son, who was killed by his brother Cain, into whose heart Satan put to murder him. Then this is my son Seth, whom I asked of the Lord, who gave him to me to comfort me instead of Abel. Then this one is my son Enos, son of Seth, and that another one is Canaan, son of Enos, and that other one is Mahalalel. But Jair remained wondering at this appearance and at the speech of the older to him. Then the elder said to him, Marvel not, O my son, we live in the land north of the garden, which God created before the world. He would not let us live there, but placed us inside the garden below, which ye are now dwelling. But after that I transgressed. He made me come out of it, and I was left to dwell in the cave. Great and sore trouble came upon me, and when when my death drew near, I commanded my son Seif to tend his people well, and this my commandment is to be handed from one to another until the end of generations to come. But, O Jayat, my son, we live in beautiful regions while you live here in misery. As this, thy father Mahalalel informed me, telling me that a great flood will come and overwhelm the whole earth. Therefore, O my son, fearing for your sakes, I rose and took my children with me and can hither for us to visit thee and thy children. But I found thee standing in this cave weeping, and thy children scattered about this mountain in the heat and in misery. But, O oh, my son, as we missed our way and came as far as this, we found other men below this mountain, who inhabited beautiful country full of trees and of fruit and of all manner of verdure. It is like a garden, so that when you found them, we thought they were you, until thy father Mahalalel told me that they were no, no such thing. Now therefore, O my son, hearken to my counsel, and go down to them, thou and their children. Ye will rest from all this suffering in which ye are. But if thou wilt not go down to them, then arise and take thy children and come with us to our garden. Ye shall live in our beautiful land, and ye shall rest from all this trouble which thou and thy children are now bearing. But Jeral, when he heard this discourse from the elder, wondered and went hither and thither, but at the moment he found not one of his children. Then he answered and said to the elder, Why have you hidden yourselves until this day? And the elder replied, If thy father had not told us, we should not have known it. Then Jair believed his words were true. So the elder said to Jerod, Wherefore didst thou turn about so and so? And he said, I was seeking one of my children to tell them about my going with you and about their coming down to 
to those about whom thou hast spoken to me. When the eldest heard Jair's intentions, he said to him, Let alone the purpose at present, and come with us. Thou shalt see our country, if thy land in which we dwell pleases thee. We and thou shall return hither, and take thy family with us. But if our country does not please thee, thou shalt come back to thy own place. And the elders urged Jair to go before one of the, his children came to cancel him otherwise. Jair then came out of the cave and went with them and among them. And he comfort, and they comforted him until they came to the top of the mountain of the sons of Cain. Then said the elder to one of his companions, We have forgotten something by the mouth of the cave, and that is the chosen garment we have brought to clothe Jair withdrawal. He then said to one of them, Go back, thou someone, and we will wait for thee here until thou come back. Then will we clothe Jair, and he shall be like us, good, handsome, and fit to come with us into our country. Then that one went back, but when he was a short distance off, the elder called to him and said to him, Tarry thou until I come up and speak to thee. Then he stood still, and the elder went up to him and said to him, One thing we forgot at the cave, it is this, to put out the lamp that burns inside it, above the bodies that are therein. Then come back to us quick. That one went and the eldest came back to his to his followers and to Jayad, and they came down from the mountain, and Jayad with them, and they stayed by a fountain of water near the houses of the children of Canaan, and waited for their companions until he brought this garment for Jayad. He then who came back to the cave put out the lamp and came to them and brought a phantom with him and a shovel and showed it them. And when Jair saw it, he wondered at the beauty and grace thereof and rejoiced in his heart, believing it was all true. But while they were staying there, three of them went into the house of the sons of Cain and said to them, Bring us today some food by the fountain of water for us and our companions to eat. But when the son of Cain saw them, they wondered at them and thought, These are beautiful to look at and such as we never saw before. So they rose and came with them to the fountain of water to see their companions. They found them so very handsome that they cried aloud about their places for others to gather together and come and looked at these beautiful things. Then they gathered around them and both men and women. Then the elders said to them, We are strangers in your land. Bring us some good food and drink you and your women, to refresh ourselves with you. When those men heard those words of elders, every one of the king's sons brought his 
wife and another brought his daughter. And so many women came to them. Every one addressed Gerard, either for himself or for his wife, all alike. But when Jael saw what they did, he very his very soul wretched itself from them. Neither would he taste of their food or of their drink. The elders saw him as he wretched himself from them and said to him, Be not afraid, I am the great elder, as though as thou shalt see, do do thyself in like manner. Then he spread his hands and took one of the women, and five of his companions did the same before Jayad, that he should do as they did. But when Jayad saw them working in family, he wept and said in his mind, My fathers never did the like. He then spread his hands and prayed with a fervent heart and with much weeping and entreated God to deliver him from his, from their hands. No sooner did Jael begin to pray than the elders fled with his companions, for they would not abide in the place of prayer. Then Jael turned around but could not see them, but, but found himself standing in the midst of the children of Cain. He then wept and said, O oh God, destroy me not with this race concerning which my fathers had warned me. For now, O oh my Lord God, I was thinking that those who appeared unto me were my fathers, but I have found them out to be devils who, who allured me by their beauty apparition until I believed them. But now I ask thee, O God, to deliver me from this race among whom I am now staying at thou didst deliver me from those devils. Send thy angels to draw me out of the midst of them, for I have not myself power to escape from among them. When Jayad had ended his prayer, God sent his angel in the midst of them, who took Jayad and set him upon the mountain and showed him the way gave him counsel, and then departed from him. Okay, so J.R. was him that went down. That's why his father was crying before he died. So his father saw before he died what was going to happen. All right, let's move on. Um, we are going to uh, stop here, and we will continue tomorrow at uh to see what happens with JR and this will be the 18th chapter of the second book of Adam and Eve I just want to see something real quick okay um <laughs> I want to close it here, but actually, I think we're going to read one more chapter because J.R., uh, it moves on to his children. So let's see what happens to J.R. Sorry about that, folks. And then tomorrow we'll pick up at the children. 
The children of Jacob were in the habit of visiting him hour after hour to receive his blessings and to ask his advice for everything they did. And when he had a work to do, they did it for him. But this time, when they went into the cave, they found not Jacob, but they found that the lamp put out and the bodies of the fathers thrown about and the voices came from them by the power of God that says, Satan in an apparition has deceived our son, wishing to destroy him as he destroyed our son Cain. They said also, Lord God of heaven and earth, deliver our son from the hands of Satan, who wrought a great and false apparition before him. They also spanked of other matters by the power of God. But when the children of Jair heard these voices, they feared and stood weeping, and their father for they knew not what had befallen him. And they wept for him that day until the setting of the sun. Then came Jacob with a woeful countenance, uh, wretched in mind and body, and sorrowful at having been separated from the bodies of his father. But as he was drawing near to the cave, his children saw him and hastened to the cave and hung upon his neck, crying and saying to him, O father, where hast thou been, and why hast thou left us? And thou was not wrought to do. And again, O father, when thou didst disappear, the lamps over the bodies of our fathers went out. The bodies were thrown about, and the voices came from them. When Jair heard this, he was sorry and went into the cave, and there found the bodies thrown about, the lamp put out, and the fathers themselves praying for his deliverance from hand of Satan. Then Jair fell upon the bodies and embraced them and said, O oh, my fathers, through your intercession, let God deliver me from the hand of Satan, and I beg you, will ask God to keep me and to hide me from him until the day of my death. Then all the voices ceased saying the voice of our father Adam, who spanked to Jayot by the power of God, just as one who spanked to his fellow, saying, O Jayot, my son, offer gifts to God for having delivered thee from the hands of Satan. And when thou bringest thou offerings to be it that thou offers them on the altar on which I did offer. In other words, the, the altar that Adam had created. Then also beware of Satan, for he deluded me many a times and his apparitions wishing to destroy me. But God delivered me out of his hands, commanded thy people that they be on their guard against him, and never cease to offer up gifts to God. Then the voice of Adam also became silent, and Jael and his children wondered at this. Then they laid the bodies as they were at first, and Jael and his children stood praying the whole of that night until break of morning, or break of day. Then Jayot made an offering and offered it up on the altar as Adam had commanded him. And as he went up to the altar, he prayed to God for mercy and for forgiveness of his sin concerning the lamp going out. 
Then God appeared unto Jayad on an altar and blessed him and his children and accepted his their offering and commanded Jayad to take off the sacred to take of the sacred fire from the altar and with it to light the lamps that shed light on the bodies on the body of Adam. Okay, now we're going to stop here. Um just want to say uh here uh the power of God is so powerful that man does not understand it all, not even today. Uh that God can speak through a dead man to a living man. Okay? Has this been done before? Absolutely. Has it been done recently? Yes, it has. There are many stories that people have told where um, the dead spoke to them. So, uh, of course, with certain certain times, you got to be careful with that. But in this instance, the people on the mountain was righteous and holy. And so you can't even question that because these these people were seeing angels like Adam was seeing angels. Okay, um, because they were just that righteous. Okay, so now we're going to pick up again tomorrow and this will be the children of Jayard. Okay. All right, everyone, thank you for joining our program today. Uh, for those of you who would like to contact me, you can at anchor.fm, right slash Linda, L-I-N-D-A, dash McMillan, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N, 9. Or you can reach me at McMillions, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S, 75, gmail.com, Okay. Or you can pick me up on my Facebook page. Just look up Linda McMillan and send me a line. Okay? All right, everyone. For those of you who are interested in sponsoring or donating to this page, feel free. There are two buttons at the bottom of the page. Just select which one you are interested in and and uh, select it. Okay? All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. God bless and have a great day.